Hello, so today I'm going to talk to you about how to write a cover letter for a postdoctoral application. So this is something that I've already covered in my blog, howtophd.org slash blog. So I would highly recommend going through that blog post because that's what I'm going to reference in, in this uh, podcast episode. And I also provide a template for a cover letter that you can use um, kind of like make edits and use for your own cover letter that you're writing for your postdoc applications. So I'm hoping that this is very actionable, that I can go over some major points here, and then you can kind of just copy and paste my cover letter that I have for you already, and just kind of edit in the things that you uh, that would be specific to you. So basically, I go over quick, uh, <laughs> quick takeaways for writing a cover letter, um, the most important thing to keep in mind when writing a cover letter and why I applied to only six total postdoc positions. So this is something, th these are the main points that I'm going to cover here. So uh, basically, uh, right after the main points that I uh, will share in this uh podcast episode, um, again, I would I would strongly suggest to go over to the blog post, which I'll link with this podcast episode, and then just look at the example successful cover letter that I have over there. So I actually copied in uh, one of my cover letters that I wrote for one of my postdoc positions that I was applying to. And this one actually worked, you know, I got in and I got the interview and everything. So it's uh, it passed that stage of the application process, which is to get in and get an interview. So, um, so yeah, uh, maybe real quick uh, here, I will uh, read uh, this cover letter out, and you can get a get, get a feel for for what it kind of flows like. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, first you say, you know, dear Professor X, I'm applying for the postdoctoral position available in your laboratory for the Y project. Um, so this is very important. So you want to start off with a sentence that is telling the person exactly why you're writing this letter uh, for. So you want to specify if you know you're applying for a postdoc position in their laboratory for this project, so that it's completely specific. Um, and you want to have the specific professor's name in the where you know in in the address, like basically like you're addressing the specific person who is going to give you the postdoc. It's not generic. So so this is one of the one of the biggest things that I can tell you as far as taking away from this uh, episode is that you want to be as specific as possible, and you want to really mean business as far as they should get the notion that you have done your homework, you know exactly what you're getting into uh, or as, as, as best as you can know about it, that is, and you know like which professor is looking for the postdoc and for which project. The more generic your letter is, the less chance you will have of getting an interview because they're not going to be uh, as impressed and you're not going to be as serious of a candidate. So that first sentence, you're applying for the postdoc position available in you know their lab, Maybe you have. Maybe they have a lab name. You say the name for for white project. You say the name of the project. Uh, then in the second sentence, sentence I have, I am currently a PhD candidate in physics at Ohio State University, advised by Professor Z. I will be graduating in May of 2018 and available to start this position thereafter. So this too gives them important information about who you are, like where you know you're a PhD candidate. Maybe you're a PhD candidate. Maybe you're a postdoc. You want to say which one. Uh, in you know you, you want to say your field physics for me at Ohio State University. You want to say your 
university name advised by Professor Z because, you know, the more specific information you provide, the more they can make a connection with you. And then you're saying when you're graduating and, and when you can start this position. This is all very good information for somebody uh, to know logistically about you because, you know, if something in there doesn't really work out for the position, then uh, then it's not going to work out. And it's good to kind of be as upfront as you can. Um, and so this is all still in the first paragraph. Then I have uh, basically this last sentence. So I'm about to tell you my, my last sentence for this first paragraph. Um, in this first paragraph, you want to give this uh, basic information about why you're writing and you know who you are, what you're doing, and when you can start. And then you want to end that first paragraph with a very strong line about why you would be a great candidate for that position. So you're setting them up for uh, what they're about to get in the next paragraph with this uh, one sentence in the first paragraph. So my sentence for that is, due to my experience building and deploying the fourth mission of the Antarctic Impulsive Transit Antenna, Anita 4, I am well-placed to make strong contributions to detector development, testing, calibration, and deployment of the Y mission scheduled for flight in 2020. So basically, um, I make a connection with my present work and the position that I'm applying to. So like this uh, position that I was applying to was a completely different experiment, but th that experiment did have something in common with my current work that I was doing uh, for my PhD. And that making that connection and then using that, leveraging that connection to stand out as a great candidate for the job, that's what I'm trying to do there. And you should have a sentence like this as well in your first paragraph of your cover letter. So then once you've set them up with a sentence like that in the next paragraph, you're going into some more detail of what you're doing. So this is the thing that I kind of drive, try to drive home for students and postdocs is that when you're writing a cover letter or a research statement or whatever, what you're doing, you're saying what you want to do and you want to back it up with the stuff that you already do. That's what's going on. So um, you're obviously, you're, looking for a job, you're looking for a position. So you want to be as specific as possible as to what that position is. Like, like obviously they have, they're looking for candidates, but they want to know whether you know that what they're looking for. So like just mention as basic and specific as possible, uh, the position that you're trying to apply for. And then you're going to make a case for why you are a good candidate for that position by talking about the work that you've done, the work that you're currently doing, and how that makes you the perfect candidate. And it's not even about being the perfect candidate. It's about making a case. So if you can kind of connect what you already have done with what you want to do and how what you have done complements what you're going to do or what you're going to do is going to kind of add to your um the you know the, your journey your learning whatever then then all that kind of sounds very nice and logical and consistent and that's what makes for a good case as far as uh getting a job right so in my second paragraph i start off by saying Working on the Anita project for my PhD has given me the opportunity to develop strengths and skills that are transferable and relevant to a long duration balloon experiment in the particle astrophysics field, such as Y, where Y is the name of that experiment that I was applying for. For the Anita 4 mission, I have played a leading role in the development, testing, and commissioning of new hardware and electronics, ensuring a timely launch during the early onset of the polar vortex and remotely operating mission-critical electronics on the payload during its flight. I was deployed in Antarctica for two months, including a month prior to launch, 
and a month post-launch. I gained experiment. I gained experience working in the unique environment of the NASA LDB facility on Ross Island and succeeded in combating the challenges of a balloon experiment. So that's my second paragraph. That's the entirety of my second paragraph where I kind of went into some detail of what exactly I was doing in grad school, what kind, you know, what my role was in the project and basically saying some strong sounding sentences about what my work was. And these sentences are also all very relevant to the position that I was trying to uh, get, the, the, the position that I was applying for, because that position also involved a long duration balloon experiment. It also involved Antarctica. And that position uh, would also involve, involve hardware and electronics and all that stuff. It would be a completely different experiment. But the things that I did have already in common with that next position, I'm kind of highlighting in this second paragraph. So again, this would be much easier for you to um, uh, you know, follow and read through if you actually go to my blog and read uh, read it and copy and paste for yourself. So that's why I said that uh, you can always follow the link to the blog. Um, and then in the third paragraph, you want to wrap everything up because you don't want to make this cover letter very long, right? So we've already done two paragraphs, the first paragraph and the second paragraph. And then in the third paragraph, you're kind of summarizing everything that you have said in a way to, again, kind of drive home the point that you're a great candidate because of blah, blah reasons. So anyway, my uh, third paragraph starts off with this postdoctoral position would be an excellent opportunity to contribute to the development and commissioning of silicon detectors, which are at the heart of the Y instrument. This is well aligned with my interest in learning new detection techniques and in making con contributions that are critical to the Y project and the physics it is trying to probe. My work on the Anita 4 instrument led to almost tripling the lifetime of the experiment as described in the preprint found at, you know, I give a link to that, and currently under review at, and currently under review by Nuclear Instruments and Methods A. I wrote this pa paper as the corresponding author on behalf of the ANITA collaboration. I would strive to achieve the success of a similar or greater magnitude for the Y project. So I'm basically highlighting some of my achievements and the kind of important role I played and the publication because, you know, uh, working on hardware and electronics uh, is is already a pretty big deal and like it's very important and critical to the mission uh, but then also publishing about that is important in academia so I kind of um, mentioned those things so that it, they kind of get an idea for what kind of uh, value I would bring basically so that's that paragraph um, and then I end with this very short last paragraph, which says, kindly consider my application for this postdoctoral position. Thank you for your time. And I look forward to hearing back from you at your convenience. Sincerely, Andrew Banerjee. So that's how I do this cover letter. Um, and this cover letter was part of my application for a postdoc position in the physics department of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology or MIT. And I was actually selected for an interview and visited MIT on a cold, cold day in the month of February. Um, in 2018 uh so anyway whatever uh you know it was very cold and good thing the MIT buildings that I ended up in were actually kind of connected so I was pretty much indoors uh albeit the numbering of these buildings made no sense but oh well you know whatever so uh but yeah so this kind of cover letter uh did actually help me to get the interview and so 
Um, that's why I share it because it obviously worked and something that works, uh, I, I like to share with students so that you can take full advantage of, uh, of a template that already exists. So here you go. Um, some quick takeaways that I want to share now with you for writing the cover letter for a postdoc application. So, um, so first things first, if you do not know the name of the professor who is hiring, then stop right here and find that out. So because it is about what you know and who you know. So it's so obviously the work you're doing, the work you have done, that's going to set you up for success with the next work that, that you're going to do. Like no, like as much as we um, you know, it helps to have an open mind as far as the opportunities and everything, but as far as positions and job openings, people do like to see that you are already have some kind of background and you're bringing something that they can uh, utilize immediately when people are interviewing. And so the more you can kind of make a case for yourself as far as what you've already done and how that will help you to do the next thing, the better off you are. So it is about what you know, what you do. But then the next thing is it's also about who you know. So it's really the two together, what the what and the who that brings um, everything together and that's how you get a job. So if you don't know them already, uh, chances are low for getting an interview and chances are low for um, getting the job. So this is very sad. Uh, most, I think, I really think that most of the time when somebody is hiring, it often ends up that the position is not really, um, it's not really open in the, in the, in the, in the, most honest sense. They are already know someone that they want for that position. Um, and, and they're going to fill that position with that person that they know already. You know what I mean? Like a lot, there are, like, there's a lot of hires where basically a person is going to be hired. Like somebody is still in school or in a different postdoc. And then, uh, through their network, they come to know about a position and, uh, so, so even before that position is officially open, someone might know about the position and apply, quote unquote, and get that position, right? So it, it's definitely a huge factor, uh, the who you know part. So if you're doing cold applications, don't feel bad if you don't get an interview and if you don't get the job, because pretty much how it works is that it's who you know, and on top of that, what you know. So, uh, So yeah, keep that in mind. The cover letter, the next point is the cover letter should be no more than a few powerful paragraphs. Don't make any paragraph too big a block of text because that will discourage people from reading that uh, paragraph. And you do want them to get through your entire cover letter and read what you have to say. So make it, make it short, uh, but make it powerful. Um, and then again, to summarize, in the very first sentence, you, you should say what you're writing them for, that is to apply for a position, because, you know, you're writing a letter to a busy person, they don't have time to read through your entire letter to figure out like what, why you're even writing them, they want to know from the get go why you're writing them, be specific, say which position with what project, like seriously, don't assume anything, don't assume that they'll know why you're writing them. Don't assume that they know what project, you know, they might be the PI for several projects. So just be very specific. What position are you applying for, 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 for which project? So, you know, like, please, please uh, just be very specific in doing this and just steal my template. Uh, next is then say who you are, you know, 
who you are, where are you studying, what, which university, with which advisor, like just, just use that sentence that I have and, and switch out your information in that same sentence. Next is follow this up with when you will be graduating and when you can start the position. This is also very important. Finish the first paragraph with a strong statement about why you are more than perfect for the job. So this is for me, this is about making the connection between my current uh, work and my next position that I'm trying to apply for. Um, I think making that connection made me a strong candidate and made this cover letter a strong cover letter. So you can do something similar if you want. And then the next paragraph, so the second paragraph is all about elaborating on why you are perfect for the role. So elaborate away, but as succinctly as you can, any experience that you speak about should be relevant to the particular role that you're applying for, where the keyword is relevant. Because no one, you know, unfortunately, you probably know a lot of stuff and you're probably the expert of many, many different things. However, no one really cares about the other stuff you know. They want to know how your experience is going to help them. So when you're applying for a position, it's really about what about you and your work and your experience and your expertise is going to uh, help to you know put out their fires basically like when somebody's looking for a an employee think of them as like that you know that their house is on fire like they have a lot of problems if they if they could solve all their problems by themselves they would not be looking for another person they would not be looking to hire right they're looking to hire you because they want your help so you need to figure out like you need to uh write about how you can help them basically and how you can leverage uh, yourself and your your uh, current experience to help them out, if, if that makes sense. Um, and then lastly, the professors will know if you're just sending them a generic cover letter um, that you send to every other school just with the school's name change. So if you do that, uh, trust me, they will know and it... Uh, it's not going to work. So the, so that's why I, I say that it's, it's, you know, like it takes work and time to make sure that each cover letter is perfect for that particular role. And that work that you put in to make the cover letter perfect for that role is worth uh, doing, because I really think that it's, it, it won't work otherwise. Like you're just going to apply generic, you're just going to send generic cover letters and never hear back. And because it takes time to make everything so specific and particular for these particular roles and positions, that's why I applied to only six total postdocs and fellowships. Like I have a table I can share with you if you want, and it's on my blog. Basically, I give I give the information for the six total positions, uh, postdoc and fellowship combined, that I applied to and, and what the outcome was for each place. And people thought that was crazy. Uh, but the thing is, I got interviews for all but one of them. So that's a very high success rate for applying to postdocs. Um, so I would say that you should keep in mind that, yeah, sometimes in this kind of thing, quality, definitely much more important than quantity, um, especially if you're trying to ensure getting a position um, you want to be as specific, like the the ones that you really care about. I, I almost think that if you don't really care, uh, you should not be applying for a postdoc 
for that position. You should be applying for postdocs for the positions that you would really, really care about. And then you put in the extra hard work to actually get that position. If you don't care about a postdoc position, why are you even applying? Because there's plenty of other jobs where you make more money, have better benefits, and probably have to work less hard uh, if you don't if you don't really care about the position, right? So that's why I really think for a postdoc, there is no reason to apply for a postdoc that you don't care about, uh, unless it's something to do with immigration, uh, which which that that's a separate topic. I understand that sometimes people have to apply for a postdoc because they don't have uh, a work permit. They apply for a postdoc because that's all they can do with their current immigration status. In that case, you know, good luck to you. I feel your pain and. Um, Good luck. I mean, use the materials I have on my blog and podcast to ensure success for your postdoc applications. Um, anyway, so if you're not writing a cover letter specifically for a given role, you should really ask yourself if you even care enough to bother applying for that role. This is what I did and end up, ended up applying to so few places. Um, and the truth is that I don't care about everything, and that's a good thing. By the time you're applying for postdocs, it is not cute to like any to like everything anymore. So up, up until grad school, I think it's good to have an open mind and kind of go after things that you find interesting and and um, be flexible about what you're trying to pursue. But I really think at the point that at the point of a postdoc, um, postdoc is really about further specialization, right? It's like you're already a doctor and you're further specializing. So it's at that point you want to know that you want to have a pretty strong preference for what you're going after. It's not really cute anymore to be like, oh, I'm so general. You know, like it's doesn't really work like that anymore. Um, uh, so, yeah, you want to be highly skilled, choosy, passionate, opinionated and annoyingly specific in order to make a strong case. So I feel like those things will help you uh, to get a postdoc. I really, I really think so. So for the cover letter sample that I provided here, I was selling my background in particle astrophysics balloon payload experiment in Antarctica to apply for a job doing a different particle astrophysics balloon payload experiment in Antarctica. Um, the detection methods RF antennas versus SILI detectors and science questions, ultra high energy neutrinos versus dark matter detection addressed by each experiment were actually quite distinct from each other. However, there was enough in common between them broadly. Both were in the field of particle astrophysics, both balloon payloads, both in Antarctica to make a case for the postdoc. So you kind of see what I'm saying here. Like, Basically, they were two very different experiments, but there was still enough in common that I could still leverage my background in order to make a good case for that position. And if I couldn't make a good pay, good case for the position, then it was not worth applying for. So you should kind of do the same thing, like figure out where you can make a good case for yourself as far as applying for a postdoc and then um, follow that uh, follow that up with a cover letter that will basically demonstrate that, right? So, uh, yeah. So now the third paragraph should be like a very short research statement. So I have a separate blog and podcast episode on my research statement uh, for a postdoc application. So you should also check that out because I think that that will have a lot of resources that, and also a template that you can steal and uh, edit for your own needs as well. 
So I try to I try to help out like as much as I can with the materials that I'm providing in this blog and podcast episode, so that your life, uh, while applying for these postdoc positions, becomes somewhat easier. I hope. Uh, but but yeah, the third paragraph should be like a very short research statement, packed with strong statements about what it is you'd like to do and why the role is well aligned with your goals. And you do want to use words like. I'm well-placed, I'm well-aligned, you know, things like that, like things that make it crystal clear what you're after, what you're trying to do, what you have already done, and how that makes you great. So mention achievements that are, again, relevant to the position, like mention an achievement if you think that that achievement is really, really relevant to that next position, because that will greatly help you. And also the reader, your professor or whoever, that they're going to appreciate that you're making that effort to point out the things that are relevant to their position and you'll immediately stand out because a lot of people will write more generic statements and more generic cover letters and you don't want to be like them. So uh, the next point is it's very, it's nice to put a big achievement near the end. Uh, so you're leaving them with a reminder that you're an absolute goddess. So this is uh, I'm talking about the third paragraph still. So in the third paragraph, I kind of left the third paragraph, the last sentence of my third paragraph with, was uh, this big achievement thing. I was I had shouldered the responsibility of writing this whole paper and everything for the entire collaboration. So you want to have something like that, like some big achievement towards the end of the third paragraph, because then they have just finished reading a paragraph about, about all the relevant things. And then also you have this big achievement. So they'll be impressed with you. Um, so that can be your third paragraph. And then I just always end the letter by asking them to kindly consider the application and that I look forward to hearing from them, which is pretty standard. So you can do that as a very short last paragraph. Um, and just so you know, I outline what happened with each application uh, in this blog. And I also have a book on this whole topic. So I have a book on Amazon, How to Land Your Dream Postdoc, where I actually outline exactly what happened with each of my postdoc applications um, in detail, like what worked, what didn't work, etc. And then all of that is also freely available on my blog, howtophd.org slash blog. Uh, you might have to use the search bar uh, and do some searching and look at my previous posts, but but it's all in there. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, the reason I share what exactly happened with each of the applications is because um, I think there is a story and important lessons associated with each one. And so uh, I, I just want to share that with you so that it helps you. I do want to stress here, though, that applying to fewer places helped my case of making strong applications at each place. Like I wasn't too... Um, I wasn't stretched too thin with my applications. And so I was able to really focus and put in the effort that was needed for each application. And I think that helped a lot. Um, you can also read about my experience applying cold and without knowing the hiring team in a different post. It's called Story of a Terrible Phone Screen and the Mistake on a Cover Letter that You Cannot Afford. Basically, in that uh, example, I did not know the team that I was uh, applying to, and I did not know who I was writing my letter to. And there itself, you already know that it's not going to work if you don't know who to write the letter to. The biggest secret, I guess, like if, if you want to take out, take away one thing from this how to write a cover letter post, just know that if you don't know who to address, if you don't know who you're writing the letter to, 
you have lost already. So please set yourself for success and set yourself up for success and do the homework necessary, do the networking and uh, conversations and reaching out and following up with people necessary to actually know who is hiring, who you're writing the cover letter to, who you're applying to, and uh, and then also connect your current experience with that next position so that you make a good case for yourself for that job. Because just because they're your friend, they're not going to give you the job, right? They want to know you as a person. So like knowing them will help, but it's also what what you do, what you know that that will help you to get that position. So I I, I hope that all makes sense. And if you have any questions, let me know. Um, you can always uh, leave a comment on my blog, howtophd.org slash blog. I have a separate uh, website now for my podcasts where my podcasts are also getting published on top of all the podcast platforms that my podcasts get published to, um, which is called howtophdpodcast.com. So if you need, you can always go to howtophdpodcast.com, find an episode, find a post, and always you can you can write a comment there. And I'll read it and get back to you. Um, and yeah, the podcast is available pretty much on every platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, yeah, podcasts is podcasts is on every platform. Blog is at howtophd.org slash blog. The podcast posts are also published to howtophdpodcast.com. I'm on pretty much every social media that you can think of. And I hope, <laughs> I hope that this helps. And thank you so much. Um, very good luck to you on writing your cover letter and with your postdoc applications. You'll do great.